The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us uh, this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Um, I can't tell you to watch the video portion of the radio show just yet because uh, everything's set up. And once again, Rumble, we set it up, we pay for the service. And it's not connecting to the service um, for whatever reason. And Rumble seems to have issues. I don't know why they can't clear this up. I I'm telling you what, if you're running a business as, as big as they are and a publicly traded one now as that, and you're getting censored and you're getting cut off or they're making two or three things, um, you know, when you set up a live stream, they make two or three of them. Um we just we've had a number of problems, especially over the past two weeks, and so you can't watch that just yet. But we are recording it; it will be uploaded later this morning, so the video will be up if you guys want to check that out, and it'll be in the archive uh, just as we normally do. But go over there and check out SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We've got uh, some <clears throat> articles up there. Here's a couple of them, just in the space of what we talk about: Democide when a government kills without remorse. Now they want your guns. Remember Germany? That's Bradley's latest. Also, documents reveal American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists took $11 million from the CDC. Which, I'll tell you, you know where the CDC gets this money? Mm-hmm. It gets it from us. From the CDC to push COVID shots on pregnant women. This is the experimental shots. And if you recall, we went through their uh, particular... Um, documents that have been coming out and it was revealed that I, if I'm not mistaken not one of the babies survived in the pregnant women they were, they were testing this on many of the women didn't even come back we don't know if they died, if the women died or what and the other ones that did their babies died and I think one of them actually gave birth and the baby died but Again, the crimes are there. The law stands against it. And I'm talking about God's law. It stands against it. 
and why people are not uh, why I was glad to hear at least the other day there was the talk of justice. But there still seems to be this idea that, well, we can just, um, you know, we'll make it political. It's about the Democrats or it's about somebody, the Republicans or whatever. Look, we know who was pushing the shots. We knew who rushed them through. We know all of those kinds of things. And they're all guilty of it. So check that out at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, our show from yesterday, Veteran Exposes Deception of Government that removed him for not taking shot. What an encouraging message from Ben Davis. If you did not see that yesterday, you really need to go and watch that. You can find it on a Rumble channel at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And uh, what an encouraging message, how God is taking care of that young man. This is another one. Another pilot incapacitation caused this plane to be diverted. Uh, no doubt the COVID experimental shot is behind this. We also have the, the big thing that's in the news, DHS colluding, coordinating illegal immigration inflows with Mexico while illegals give free smartphones and absurd uh, court dates years away. Now, stop and think about this just for a second. Military is being sent down there. The DHS is being sent down there. The, the DHS has been down there for a, a while. They go down there all the time. And why do they go? Did they go to say, no, 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 you can't come inside the border? No, they say, come on in. We're going to give you diapers. We're going to give you formula. We're going to give you food. We're going to put you in a five-star hotel or four-star or three-star. We're going to put you up somewhere really nice. The American people are going to pay for that for you. We're also going to probably give you some kind of means by which you can feed yourself or your family or whoever you brought with you. Um, we're going we're gonna to make sure you get smartphones, Right. The, the traders are right there at the border. And the traders with them are right there in D.C. And the military, those troops that are going down there to do that, are involved in that treason too. Don't tell me you're not. You are. You're involved in it too. I'm just following orders. Yep, that didn't work for the Nazis, didn't it? That was not a good argument for the Nazis, was it? Nope. But you see it. And you see them selling out to this stuff, uh, and it is just, it's, uh, it's really something. Anyway, today is our health and wellness show. I just thought I would share with you some of the articles you get. Sign up for the email newsletter. That's right up under where we're supposed to be streaming live. Uh, sign up for that, and then um, uh, that goes in your email inbox once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. And then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can find out what happens with the Sons of Liberty every week. It goes out once a week on Saturday. So if you get it in before, say, 1 o'clock today, you should get today's uh, uh, email. And that's exclusive content there as well. But this is Saturday, and uh, this is our health and wellness show. And as always, we have with us our friend, our nurse and nutritionist. Let me, let me put it out. I have to get it correctly here. Kate Shimrani. Good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Good morning. Um, I, I love tech issues because uh, tech issues, they just make me learn more about my laptop. Uh, so I couldn't get in, hence the reason. But I, as, as we're talking in a minute, Tim, I'm going, to be, uh, I'm going to be joining you on a different device. So, yeah, we've had – actually, could you, uh, could you just bear with me, Tim, and talk some more just for one minute? Sure, I can do that. I can, ha I okay. can handle that. Give me one minute. Okay. All right. You let us. You let us know when you're back. And uh, here's the thing, guys. I, I want to give you a little heads up. Um, Monday, 
Let me share with you Monday. Now, we had from last Wednesday to this past Wednesday a lot of uh, uh, discussion on and, and look to the Word of God as to when Jesus said that he was coming. Those who might be listening today who didn't catch that, you can go to Sons of Liberty Radio Live and you can go back to the first one uh, that we had. Just scroll down through the videos and you'll see it would be last Wednesday. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute uh, Kate here. <laughs> Uh, but we, um, we, we, you can go back to last Wednesday, and I believe the first one we started with was abomination of desolation, the, uh, the, the settling of the old and doing away with the old, so you might the, the new might be established. We did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we also did Mon, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, and um, with that, we were talking about what the kingdom of God is like. And apparently, some people are not listening to what Jesus says. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of God is like, over and over and over. And he gives these different parables. And he talks about how things are. He, he says very clearly, it's not this pie in the sky thing. He says, one, it doesn't come with observation. And then he gives different parables where he talks about the, the kingdom of God is like a, a man who goes out and sows. And he talks about what the word does. And in some men's heart, the word doesn't do anything. And in some men's heart, it springs up a little bit. Persecution, tribulation, cares of this life, all that stuff choke it out. Some men find that it's gone on by the wayside. That word, that seed is spread along the wayside. And some men, it takes root in and it grows and it produces fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. The kingdom of heaven is like a, a, a guy who plants wheat. And then his enemy comes in and he plants tares. Again, it's not what people are envisioning. And Jesus warns them about that. We talked about Matthew 24, three days at least of that. And read right down exactly what Jesus says. And I still had people coming in the chat. Not whether it's live chat or whether it was the comment section. And what they would say is, you're a wolf. You're not teaching what this is. We got this, that, and the other. Look at what's going on. I'm saying, look, look at what Jesus said. Not what you think, but what he said. And when you look at what he said, he said, all these things are coming upon this generation and they will all be fulfilled in this generation. He says it. So either you're calling Jesus a liar, or you're not. Which one are you? Are you on Jesus' side that he told the truth, or are you not? Because there's no other place to be. So on Monday, Lord willing, what we're going to do is we're going to start looking at what does the Bible say about last days? What, what are the last days? What are the... Time of the end. What what is the um gosh, what was the other phrase that would that, that that's that's there? The the end of the world. What what are those things? And we're gonna take a look at that. We're gonna go through the scriptures, we're gonna read them in con I'm not just gonna read a verse, we're gonna read them in context. Because there are a ton of people out there who do not read the text in its context. They throw verses around like they know what they're talking about. This is what I call Bible ping pong. 
And a guy says, well, maybe if you don't want to play Bible ping pong, you don't have any more ping pong balls. No, I have the Bible. And I don't try to play Bible ping pong with it. Now, if we do word studies, like these phrase studies that we're going to talk about here, that's a whole different thing, but I'm still going to read it in its context. I'm not going to just toss out verses and say, well, this means that without any context to what those verses speak of. And so if you want to join us, Lord willing, we're going to we're going to start that on Monday. I don't know how many days we'll go. We'll see what, you know, what where we get with things. But I got to tell you, this this has been exciting for me. Because when you go through and you see what is said, there is an impact there. It is not just. Well, I'm smarter than anybody because I'm not. I just read the text. I didn't go, you know, to a big school where I can throw out, you know, huge words and this. And sometimes I look, I know what some words are and I try not to use them, but I, I do try to educate the audience into what maybe those things are. But we just went through the text. So that's what we're going to be looking to do on Monday. And I think Kate is back with us. So, Kate, are you back there? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, here. Good. I was trying to get it on my. Uh... <laughs> On my laptop, it's uh, so here we are in the UK. Today's been a really nice day. Yesterday was freezing. Today the sun's out, uh, so I, I've been out in the sun. And I just want to say thank you to a guy who does listen. I went to the train station this morning to drop my sister off because she's going somewhere else for a week, uh, really early. And this man just came up to me from nowhere as I was, you know, waiting at the car and gave me a, a lily plant. It just and um, said. Uh, you know, it was really nice to meet me and he'd come to the rallies and different things and gave me this, this lily plant, which is, turns out, you know, lilies are, are my favorite flower, lilies and yellow roses. So thank you for that. It was a really kind gesture. There's a big uh, rally for vaccine injured, I believe, called Truth Be Told in London today. Um, so people are asking me, well, you're not going to come out to the rallies. Well, I'm not going to come out when, um, one, I have other things that I can be doing moving forwards. But also people don't realize we've got laws that have been passed in the UK and they're just waiting for you to put one foot out of line and they'll arrest you. And everyone goes, oh, they can't do that. Well, well I got found guilty of a, of a rally that I had nothing to do with. I wasn't even at it. And also I got charged with organizing, holding events in London when the prime minister and everyone else were having parties. And I actually didn't organize anything. I just emceed. So they'll do what they like. So I'm kind of staying where, what's the point in me getting arrested and jailed? What good am I to anybody then? None, none whatsoever. So I choose carefully what I do. And I've done all that and gone out. And, and you know, I, no one's holding anything over people's heads that have been foolish enough to take that shot and say, well, we told you so, even though I did tell you so on a microphone on the 29th of August, 2020, that they would be coming with vaccines that had the ability to change your DNA and were they going to get them. I remember shouting that loud and clear. In fact, I remember part of that speech even being on the Alex Jones show. So um, for anyone who thinks I've regressed back, trust me, I've got more uh, gonads than a lot of blokes have got. I, I don't regress back anywhere. I just look at where can I be of most benefit? And it's no good me shouting about what I shouted about three years ago. It's pointless. Pointless is to do it. Well, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's about being wise. It's about being wise there. And it's not that you've not said, not you've, you've not continued to say the things that you said back then, because you continue to say those things. Yeah. But 
But Several it's like, yeah, and people hear it. The, the ones who want to find the truth, Kate, will find the truth. And those who don't, they'll go on their merry way. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, you know, I kind of tired of it. So we keep going forward. I've just been, I've just been offered and accepted another show, Tim. <laughs> I'm now doing five a week. Wow. Wow. So uh, I did an interview with the, a big platform in the States and they wanted me to come on and do a health show. So I'm doing one of those. So it's good because we just keep doing the things around and we've had some great things. And thank you to you today, this evening, I'm speaking to Kerry Rivera. Her and I are going to have a chat. Nice. On- yep. And she was filling me in. So um, where she is, why she's there, about getting her son back. She didn't have a son, I believe, for seven years. She didn't yeah. have her child. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be doing some stuff uh, together. I did a great um catch up because also Rachel Seller, the forensic nurse was moving and uh, wasn't in line with, you know, her, her faith and everything else, her living circumstances. So she's completely changed all that, which you, you know, what I'm talking about there, Tim, and I'm sure you'd be really pleased to know that. So we caught up last week and now are going to be doing a lot more work together. And she came on unity news and we were talking uh, solutions and how we were going to use and what we were going to use and, you know, all about using hydrogen peroxide um, and, and, and chlorine dioxide because she she does. The, yeah, she does the stuff with the autistic kids. By the way, I'm oh, kind of. Hoping- yeah, uh, Kerry does it. I'm talking about Rachel Stella. Yeah. OK, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel does it, too. We are all singing from the same thing here. Chlorine dioxide, hydrogen peroxide. Rachel Stella and I were talking about that. Um how you can use it, red light therapy with hydrogen peroxide. Uh, I'm going to be incorporating methylene blue, all of these things. So I dug all my books out and I just sat down and started to go through every book I had on hydrogen peroxide and all the protocols. And I thought, you know what, I don't need to go looking. I have all the books. I, I have plenty of thoughts in my head. I ordered more and I thought, now's the time to do it. And I was talking to Dr. Tess Laurie and she said to me, you know, all this indemnity insurance and you can't treat someone even though you know it's it's to help them you can't do any of that because of insurance we need to get away from that fear culture we really do because people are prepared to let people die right you know because there, there was the two indian doctors uh in 1920 when a bacterial pneumonia was ripping through the Indian army. I wonder why that would be. Hmm. Could it be something to do with those shots that were left over, that were tested on the soldiers in Kansas, killed four out of five of them? Then they had to hide it. So two of the doctors came up and said, we'll call it Spanish flu, because people didn't travel in those days. The Spanish government were furious. And so... They tried to give them more vaccines. They they died a horrible death. The testimonies are horrific. Then the war ended, so they didn't curry enough money. So they then had to get rid of these shots. So they said it was every patriotic, it was the patriotic duty of every man, woman, and child to have these vaccines to stop themselves getting the bacterial pneumonia that they could catch off the troops coming home from the trenches. Greece wouldn't take any. They didn't have any Spanish flu, but the Brits did. And in fact, there are newspaper articles from that time saying from America as well, wear a mask or go to jail. We've been here before. There's nothing new. They do the same old, same old. The people got sick. They had the vaccine. The ones that got masks uh, got sick. The ones that didn't wear masks, didn't have the vaccines, were looking after those that did. 
You see the same old pictures from the sanitariums of all the people lining up, lying there together, just the same handful of pictures. And they used an experimental drug. It didn't have a license. It was owned by Bayer, who were Bayer. Go and look up Bayer and IG Farben and the Nazis in the Third Reich in Germany, and you'll be able to tie it all together nicely. And they used a, a drug from Bayer that had no license on it, and they gave those people in the hospitals 1,400 milligrams every hour for 12 hours. That's a huge dose. That drug was aspirin. And that's what they died of, that with everything else that they already gave them. Incredible. So, yeah, so these soldiers in 1920 in India were getting bacterial pneumonia and they were dying. And these two doctors took a leap of faith. They titrated, diluted hydrogen peroxide right down and they gave it intravenously to those that they knew were going to die. And they saved half of them. And yet, you know, you don't, they won't do it here. They're like, oh, no, we can't do that. It's the same as chlorine dioxide. Oh, it's bleach. Anybody who says that to me now, as soon as that B word comes out their mouth, before their mouth's even closed with the chur, my eyeballs are rolling. And I say, go do your due diligence. Go do your research. Chlorine dioxide. And then when you've done it, come back to me and we'll have a, a conversation. Because I am not even going to waste my breath trying to, um, you, you know, get them to do it. They need to go and look at that themselves. Yeah. I tell them. I, you know what? You know what, Kate? I speaking of that with the chlorine dioxide. I had the, the somebody left comments. I think they're kind of taking a shot at you <clears throat> over, over chlorine dioxide and saying, "Well, Tim isn't as smart as he thinks he is." I'm, I don't think I'm smart. I've, I've never said that. I, I don't. I listen to Jim <clears throat> Humble, Mark yeah. Grennan. It, yeah, and these are these are guys who have went and done. Look, I I have taken chlorine dioxide. I haven't taken it probably in a month, so it, that's that's on me. That's that may be why I had the cough and stuff so bad. I, but a, a lot of it stirs up during these seasons where you get a lot of pollen anyway. But I had people saying, "Oh, well, this takes away your vitamin B and all this kind of oh. stuff." And I'm, I'm just like, listen to what Carrie Rivera has done with the autistic kids. She's not only giving them. Up here, she's doing enemas with them. She's mm -hmm. and and these kids are responding to it like nothing she has seen. Andreas Calker, we had him on. He has the actual scientific study showing it deals with what they call the convids. It deal and he called it a blood disorder. We had him on the show. You can read the study from the show. He's used it to treat cancers. He's used it to treat uh, staph infections, all kinds of stuff, topical and internal. And if people, if you want to believe the same people telling you there was a virus running rampant across the earth, and you want to believe them and, and, and badmouth me or Kate or whoever, knock yourself out. But yeah, I think, go and do it yeah. and speed your breath. Because, That's right. you know, you know, they keep going, oh, it's anecdotal. How many bodies do you need piling up before it becomes a fact? And this is because they're using the bastardized lying, uh, language of bastardized science. And that's what it is. The life is in the blood. Where are they going to attack if the life is in the blood? They're going to attack your blood. That's exactly what Well, that's exactly doing. right. And, that, and that's exactly what God warned us about. In fact, I was going to go back again, uh, simply because it's our health and wellness show. This is Genesis 1. This is, this is where all this is driving. You said, well, where's hydrogen peroxide there? Well, it is a natural compound. It is, it is natural. It is not a pharmaceutical. Okay? It's not a drug. Remember this, if you can keep this separate, you can understand what's going on. Drug, or drugs are manufactured. That's right. Medicines 
foods are grown. Pharmaceuticals are manufactured, or drugs are manufactured. Healing medicines, foods are grown. Okay, if you can keep that. Listen to what God says. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. By the way, he's going to give an, uh, uh, a command here that he's never rescinded. Okay, so I want you to keep that in mind as we read it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, you transgressors, as Ben said yesterday, or you transdelusionals, as I call it, created he, them. He created male and female. That's it. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He didn't say you take dominion over other people. You take it over the creation. Okay, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which the fruit is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for me, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything, everything that he had made, and behold, it was was not just good, it was very good. And uh, and this is where, in the, in, we're in our third year now with Kate, and uh, what have we said all along? We've talked about, you know, creation-based medicine. How do we care for ourselves by listening to what God said that he has provided for us to eat and, sad, and, and to take in our bodies? And sadly, at least in our country, and I'm pretty sure it's in yours as well, in many countries, all of the stuff that we consume as quote unquote food is anything but that. Exactly. So when we say the life is in the blood, they are contaminating everything. They're contaminating uh, the food. They're contaminating the water. They're, um, you know, this, this whole thing um, with, with, with the, um, was I can't remember. Was it the World Health Organization? Something I was reading the other day. You know, babies—they should be taught right from being born that they can have sexual partners. I mean, this is just every single thing that's coming in every single direction is satanic. It's mental. That's all it is, because people are mentally ill that they're following these kind of things. And when I say mentally ill, I'm not talking about what we see in sanitariums. I'm talking about that they're following um, all of these agendas, and if you if you dig far enough, you'll you'll find lots and lots of devil worship. You'll find lots of um, pr- you know, like when they take the bovine serum for the vaccines. And Sherry Tenpenny was explaining it to me, and then I went and looked it up. It's it's a blood sacrifice. The way it's done, the life is in the blood. So they're attacking you from every angle, so that when you do get sick, and you you're eating all these poison foods you're already anxious you can't see anything clearly anymore because what goes in your mouth and into your gut and into your bloodstream affects your brain so everything else they're throwing at you from every direction you can't function properly you can't even um have good cognitive function if you're not sleeping because of the light if you're eating foods that are deficient in in minerals particularly like zinc it will all affect your ability to question everything else. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Tim? Yep. 
You know, what, all of these old sayings, an army marches on its stomach. Think about that. Think about what that army is. Think about what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be in God's army. But think about what that is supposed to be. Um, we're, we're, we're in a spiritual warfare. You can't even get into the into the, the the arena, the ring, if you're not feeding yourself properly. So luckily, luckily, we have lots and lots of things that make us sick and that our body will tell us. Yesterday, I was with um, my sister and, and some good friends, lovely, lovely son. He's 17. And uh, we were talking about food and um my sister said, well, how can I, you know, I said, well, you eat, you eat, if I eat that, I feel really unwell. And she said, well, how come I don't? And this 17 year old young man said, because you're already sick. And that is exactly it. If you wow. continue, yeah, 17. And, um, you know, I won't say his name, but I, I'd rubbed his arm one day with a t-shirt and noticed he had all bumps down his arm. And he's, he was pale and discolored under his eyes. Lovely, lovely young man. So, so smart. Going back to live on his small farm with his family. And um, such a smart young man. And he's took it on board. I said, this is gluten and what you're eating. And he's starting to change his diet, think about what he eats. I have so much time for this young man. We've got him on porridge every morning and fruit in it and almond milk. Just taking it all on board and so this is the thing. When you get so sick, you think it's normal. Now, I went off yesterday to that Chartwells, you know, I've done where Winston Churchill lived. And I literally had to, I, I'm going to say this on here now, they'll, they'll rumble me. I took my chihuahuas in the house with me and I said they were therapy dogs because you can take therapy dogs. And actually, they are therapy dogs because they keep me sane. Um going out for walks with them. But it was, yeah. And oh, I can't believe I had the brass neck to do it, but they are therapy dogs. You know, people have anxiety dogs now. But anyway, they did. I carried them. It was very difficult for me, even more difficult than normal going through Chartwell's, Winston Churchill's house, because I know the truth. I know all the truth. And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm grunting at everything and telling the people I was with, no, that's not right. That's not right. That's a lie. And that's... But what was more interesting for me was it was a much older generation there. And they were all walking with sticks. There was a lady there who was um, very, very overweight, very overweight with a uh, vascular disease. I could see that there wasn't much circulation in her legs and feet. Walking with a relator, she didn't look much older than me. And she told me that she had a, met a, a medical condition. And then I saw her buying a cappuccino some white sugar with chocolate on the top and a sausage roll. If you don't know what a sausage roll is in America, it's a sausage, not even good quality, most of them, but with flaky pastry, fat, hybridized wheat around it. And I did think to myself, that medical condition you've got is because of your probably her obesity, which then will lead to hyperinsulinism, vascular disease and all the rest of it. And all of these people came into the cafe and most of them were either dragging the leg or, or walking with a stick or they were overweight. And then I looked at the foods and they're all, I had an almond milk uh, coffee. They're all just not good food. It's all sugar, fats, hybridized wheat, processed drinks with sugar, Coca-Cola. And I thought, this is it. Here's a prime example. And yet we were at Winston Churchill's house where he has a vast orchard, a nuttery, 
um, a huge garden where they grew so many vegetables of their own that they actually supplied the village as well. And yet this has been given to the National Trust. So let's go through this because uh, what's a f- when we talk about have you had a gutful? Have you had a gutful of your food? So I'm going to run through some symptoms. And when you go, oh, yeah, that's me. It's because of the foods you're eating. And then we'll kind of finish up with what you should be eating. So when you've had your dinner, do you start belching? Do you start getting gas and burping constantly? And is it within an hour after you've had your food? And what it shows, so when you're, you know, doing lots of, of it, it shows that you've not got enough stomach acid, shows that you've uh, got pancreatic insufficiency of secreting the right enzymes. Um, it shows that you've not got enough pancreatic secretions into your small intestine. Uh, and that can lead for putrefaction of your proteins or fermentation of your carbs. That's your sugars, your fruits. That gives off lots of gas then. So if you keep, and, and I'll tell you why, actually, I'll go down it automatically, otherwise I'll, I'll miss it out. And you start to get bloating of your mid-abdomen. So above your pelvis, that underneath your breastbone. And a lot of people will do that. And I see people doing that when they walk out of restaurants and fast food places, they're they're burping. And this is it. I just don't ever now because I eat pancreatic enzymes, I have apple cider vinegar and acid, but I used to, I used to do that. And the only time I would do it is if I drank a great big glass of carbonated water, which has got gas in it. So that's going to come out. So it could be that you've got antacid use. What if you're taking these drugs that stop your acid? Could be that you've got too much sugar and refined foods. That's all your pastries, your cakes, everything that they served at that place. Chronic overeating. Are you eating too much? Is it pressing on your cardiac sphincter? Constant snacking between meals. We did that a couple of weeks ago. What happens if you constantly snack? Well, when it goes in here, uh, it starts to digest your um, fat and your carbs. But by the time it gets to your stomach, that switches off and your stomach starts to digest the protein. Before it can go through the next part, as it goes down through your duodenum, this has got to be quite digested. Well, if you keep opening the hatch and more food's coming down, it's sitting on the top and that hatch down there goes, shut, shut, there's more coming. Someone's opened the hatch above and you just keep putting more. And then you end up with food in your stomach that's partially digested, fermenting, that's been in there a long time because the other bit keeps shutting because you keep opening that hatch. So then you end up in big problems. And this is why you should have at least, at least five hours in between meals because you need a good four hours to digest it and your stomach needs to rest. And that's why um, a lot of people, when they will have breakfast later and then they fast till their dinner, they start to feel better. I know I do. I have that that intermittent fasting. That was something that Dr. Berg talked about doing was the intermittent fasting. Instead of three meals a day, you have two. Or he said, if you have small, really, really small, and I'm not talking about like a meal. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. small portions. You could have like five of those through the day, but you space them out. Yeah. Two plate. That's a plate that size. Yeah, a little small, little small portions. You could have yeah. those like four or five times a day, but you you portion them out. And I, I'm assuming that's why is because you've got to give your body time to digest it to turn it into the energy yeah. that you need. Exactly. And people now are snacking all day. They go to the cinema. They sit down. They get a bag of popcorn, a thing of uh, a bucket of uh, of Coke Zero. I mean, this was. 
I just like to people watch. And I saw these people going out of this National Trust with relators, that with cankles, you know, the swelling of their ankles. What is a relator? And I'm not familiar with that. Relator is, it's like a Zimmer frame on wheels. It's like it's like a walker then. We call it a walker yeah, here. So they have wheels on okay. it. Yep, on the back, but they got it. they got the rubber things on the front. And they've got a seat that when they get tired, oh. they can turn down. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that before. Okay. Oh, we've got it all going on here. Let me tell you, I used to go to Japan all the time when I worked for BA because I was a long haul uh, uh, crew, but I was also a long trip volunteer. But I used to go to Japan. And I remember I used to go to this one. I went a few times to this one cafe. When I went to Osaka, I would take the train up to Kyoto. And I loved it. I never was a, a, a drinker. And I would go up to Kyoto and I, I always seemed to be there in the winter. And I loved it because you could oh, go now with the radiation, but you could bite the air. And there's this temple up there, a Buddhist temple. But I used to go to this one cafe there. And I used to go to this one cafe when I used to go into Narita. And I used to have boiled eggs. And they used to laugh at me because I would have two and they would only have one. And I used to have some toast and it was this funny kind of bread. It wasn't like the bread that I would eat and a, and a pot of um, jasmine tea. And this was the days before really the internet per se, you could get facsimiles. You remember facsimiles, Tim? Yep, I sure do. And so I would go to the library, get six or seven books and I'd take them in my suitcase. And I would sit in this cafe for hours reading. I loved it. But I remember this one up in Kyoto and the waiter, he remembered me when I would go, he was in his 90s. The waiter was in his 90s, upright. And I remember one day it was really cold and he had a little drip of, you know, clear snot. It was, and he'd worked there, I think he'd worked there for 50 years or something in this cafe. Isn't that incredible? But he was upright and walking. And I was reading a couple of days ago about a lady who was 106 or 103, she's American. She's a naturopathic doctor and she's still working. And she had cancer, I believe, in her 50s. She's still working. And so, and, and you know, she says the trick uh, uh, is her diet. It's her diet is the key to health. So constant eating between meals. I noticed all these elderly were on these relators and they'd all just eaten. Well, this, there was nothing to eat there. The National Trust would be coming after me. Well, nothing that you should be eating. Nellie's sitting behind me and her fur's prickling my behind. <laughs> uh, I keep scratching. It's the dog. I've not got fleas, not this week. <laughs> Actually, the fleas are living in my boots. Every time I put my, my furry boots on, I'm glad the sun's out. I get flea bites around my ankles. So I think there's two colonies in my fur. Oh, They're no. like fake there's, there's two colonies living in there, and I haven't got the heart to kill them. I'm just going to let them settle. <laughs> excess carbohydrate are you eating lots and lots of carbs and we're talking as well about your bread pastries everything that's in those supermarket aisles alcohol consumption are you drinking a lot of alcohol because don't forget that the sugar turns to alcohol nutrient deficiencies especially zinc and thiamine remember 2.7 billion people in the world are zinc deficient glyphosate chelates it stops the plant taking it up and they're using it for industrial purposes so you need to source zinc rich foods and also take a supplement. And actually, you can get a zinc powder and you mix a paste and you pop it in your mouth and you hold it in your mouth as a little bit of a, or you can do it as a solution. If it doesn't taste of like a metally, um, you'll taste the zinc. If you can't taste it, you're zinc deficient. If you taste it straight away, you've got enough zinc. It's a really good way to do it. I'll go over that with you in a minute. 
Um, oh, it, it's called, there we are. They've said, actually said it here. It's a solution of aqueous zinc sulfate and you hold it in your mouth and it's almost immediate. You should have a very bitter taste. It's really vile. Um, and, and of course, always be tested for the H. pylori um, infection because that's very easy to clear. And lots of people complain of having this acid reflux. And actually in the Belshing, when they go and be tested for this, it's that. And it's very simple to clear with... Um, so always see your doctor with a, a two course of antibiotics, it's two particular ones, and then you can then go afterwards and you can take lots of probiotics and fermented foods afterwards. And um, got to remember as well, you could have a toxic bowel. So we'll talk about that. Heartburn and acid reflux. Well, if you've got that, you need to, first of all, get your thyroid checked, your thyroid function. If your thyroid's down, your stomach acid's going to be down. But do you smoke? Are you fat? Because if you're fat, you've got all that fat as well on the front pressing. Chocolate. And, and the chocolate, that's, most of the chocolate that's out there now isn't chocolate. Uh, chocolate is, is, when you get real chocolate, you can't eat very much of it. You can only eat one square because it's so bitter. That's, that's what I had. Now, <clears throat> what kind of chocolate did you send me? <laughs> oh, that wasn't, that was no. chocolate. That is, oh my word. You know what? <laughs> In the UK, what I did was, oh, please forgive me, everyone. I sent Tim and Tim's children everything that was quintessentially English. I sent him shortbread. I sent him Lindor. I sent and they uh, they wiped it out too. Let me. I, I sent I, you I, an English flag. I sent those uh, champagne glasses. Yes, Wang for your daughter. Yeah, please. Well, I, I can tell you. I mean, my kids, if they go make some, they'll come in here and they'll say. Uh, Dad, you want a waffle? Are you putting chocolate chips in it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want any. If you're putting blueberries, if you're putting pecans in it or something like that, I'm good with it or if it's plain. And so <clears throat> they've they've made up pancakes or waffles. They'll make like two for me or something, and I'll eat those. But they'll eat, they'll eat those chocolate, those, and it's like, I'm just like, ugh. But uh, yeah, my wife really likes the real chocolate. She she likes the real chocolate. But again, she eats like one wife. square, like what you say, because it's not it's not sweet. It's bitter. And my kids, they won't touch that. They will. They, they well, they'll eat it. But they're like, this doesn't taste the same. I'm like, that's why you need to eat these you other things. I'm, I'm glad them. to see my my son-in-law and my and my daughter, my daughter giving my grandson. All, they're giving they're giving him now. I think he's eight months old. They're give, they're just putting the green beans out there, and the guy's gumming it and everything else. You know, trying to get it, and <clears throat> not any of these sugary things, but that kind of that bland or the bitter taste and stuff like that. Because if they bring me something sweet, I can't. I just I can't eat much of it. I, I did when when we have birthdays and there's a somebody has a cake and ice cream. I'm like I'll have a little thin piece of cake or something. Maybe an ice cream if I like it, but one or the other. I don't put them together because you feel like you just feel cruddy like five minutes after you eat it. I don't know how to explain it. Your mouth goes yeah, kind of dry and say, it's just, yeah. Yep. Pre-cancer, I used to say when they were cutting a piece of cake, I used to go, cut a slice off and give me the rest. <laughs> I used to just <laughs> eat a pig. But um, I, I can't. It makes me unwell. I, I, my friend Victoria, she buys this chocolate uh from the internet which is just a hundred percent it comes as a big block um 
but uh, you can get the raw uh, there's these lovely raw cacao with mulberries in them and almonds in them but you know i, I have anything like, like that in my house i'm like a locust you know i can't when people go i'll just have one and put the bag back one <laughs> i'll just empty the whole bag but that that i sent you that box right there that box right there was was really a suicide box apart from the flag actually if you put an english flag up in your yard that might be suicide oh it would be suicide <laughs> down here yeah <laughs> so um but anyway carbonated beverages all these sweet drinks that people are drinking oh my word they're not only drinking pepsi zero pepsi max whatever it is and coca-cola uh and it's carbonated it's got everything else in it and coffee if you're drinking lots of coffee that's the worst thing and when people say to me i've got reflux that's the first thing i do with all my patients is i take them off tea and coffee um and they go oh, i can't do that and you know it's interesting or and i allow myself one cup but even going out with my sister we went to rudyard kipling's house we went to we've, we've gone everywhere this week uh, we've had a free dinner down in Brighton, Foodilic. You've got fans there. They're even watching Sons of Liberty now. Wow. Um, they, yeah, they were really sweet. Tell them I apologize this morning, but that it's Rumble's fault. They're just, they're not picking, they set the stream up and then they're not picking it up. So tell them I apologize. Yeah. Not there, but they it will be up later on today. Yeah, so um, they're wonderful. They had gone in and there was a guy came in who was doing cocaine and he was in a terrible state. And he wanted something to eat and he didn't have enough money. This was a few weeks back. I says, can you give this man a main and, and some salad? I says, what juice do you want, sir? And he had an orange juice. And they just all stood there. I think they're like South American Spanish. And I said, I'll, I'll pay for it. If I can shop, I can afford to buy him dinner there. But for the grace of God, go I. And uh, they remembered that. And they asked me what my name was. And so when I went back with my sister, they'd looked me up. I don't know why. Anyway, and then they all said hello and they were grateful and all the rest of it, it was really sweet. Um, Amen. Yeah, I just, yeah. So we had. It's I, love for your I, fellow man, isn't it? And so it didn't cost me anything giving me his dinner because my sister and I got a free dinner. So, you know, it's like, how lovely is that? And wonderful people. Anyway, so. Again, bloating is the same thing. If you're bloating, um, you need to be thinking, have you got enough stomach acid? And if, you know, a little bit of apple cider vinegar in water, as long as you've not got any esophageal ulceration or take some acidol, uh, pancreatic enzymes, you can buy them. Um, start, uh, it, you know, those papayas, they've got, they've got digestive enzymes in the seeds, eat those, but start thinking about, you know, what you're eating. So first of all, you're going to rule out that you haven't got the, the H. pylori, you haven't got a thyroid dysfunction, you're ruling all that out. And then you're going to start omitting these things that are going to give it to you. Um, as we've said, it's all the same. Um, why are you going to get it? So if you're vegan with no meat, uh, fish, dairy, or eggs, they tend to be, and it's, you can be deficient in vitamin B12. You've got to be very careful of that. And it, it, you, your B12 is a bacteria. That's how you get B12. And then it joins with something in your body. Then it goes to the stomach where the intrinsic factor separates it. So you've got to be thinking how, you know, how are you going to get that? That's a, a really important. And many vegans consume large amounts of carbohydrates. And that's never a good thing either. You can eat uh, lentils, beans. There's other ways to do it. Bee pollen. As long as you're not obviously allergic to wasps. Someone asked me that. Can I have it if I'm allergic to wasps? Well, I'd have thought that would been quite self-explanatory. Sometimes, sometimes I want to send everyone for a, a CT scan of their head just to check there is some gray matter <laughs> in there. I think 
<laughs> they just ask me that. And then I go, be patient. Um, or I, I generally giggle about it. Um, but anyway, you know, um, bee pollen is wonderful. Uh, organic yeast flakes are another thing that you can eat. Don't overdo them. I once overdid them. I'm one of these people that, you know, I, I find something I like and I'll just eat it constantly till I don't like it anymore. Like I've eaten so many avocados. Uh, I, I Even the texture of avocados now, I'm like, oh, no, where I've overdosed on them. But you need to be careful that you're not eating too many carbs, too much rice, too much pasta. I mean, I wouldn't touch pasta. And I find that vegans do this. They eat loads of pasta and it's hybridized wheat. It's the garbage pasta. So you need to really be thinking about that. And can I can I ask something about that? When you mention it's the garbage pasta, um, <clears throat> what would you recommend that people make their own pasta? Or is there another pasta they can get that's not made out of that stuff? Yeah, organic, get spelt, spelt or kamut. You can even get lentil pasta. Um, actually, you know what? One of the nicest things I've ever, ever tried was I made a bolognese with a dookie beans, peppers, tomatoes, onions, garlic, uh, courgettes. I put some very finely, um, I did it through my food, pro food processor aubergine in there. And I put uh, uh, tomato passata in there. And then what I did was I got some sweet potato raw and I put it on a spiralizer and made this spaghetti that was sweet potato. And then I boiled some water and then I dropped this looked like spaghetti into the boiling water. I, I turned it, you know, it wasn't turned on. I boiled it in the kettle, poured it into a, a big, big uh, stainless steel bowl, put the uh, sweet potato that had been spiralized that was like spaghetti in it and I just left it sitting and then I tested it and just when it was soft al dente I drained it all out put it on the plate and it was hot then put the bolognese on it wow cool is yeah yeah so so you can do you can do it with courgette in the beta carotene which is good for your heart too yeah so uh you can do it with uh well any veg you can do it with anything turnips those big turnips i mean i really like those i really like the taste but but what you can do is make your own pasta instead of getting garbage presents for christmas and your birthdays get a jar right on it spaghetti maker or ravioli and say i'm going to be making my own pasta soon and for my birthday i want you to fill my jar and, and do it like that it's much more fun than people buying you stuff that is is not good for you it's not good for you at all. So make your own and, and don't overdose on it. That's the other thing as well. In Italy, they don't eat pasta like the, the Brits do when they have a massive bowl of it. Um, it's, it's bizarre. And, the, and also, if you look at the, the way the Italians, I don't. I think the pizza thing was for lunch. Someone was telling me about that. I must look it up. But if you have, if you have it at a restaurant, it's very thin. It's thin, 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 thin. But when you go to the American or the British pizza houses, it's thick. They put cheese, processed cheese in the crust. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we actually get the thin crust if we get it there. Uh, we actually mm -hmm. get the thin where it doesn't rise. So, you know, if you're a vegetarian, get your B12 levels and start thinking about how much actually that you're filling up on carbs, bread, uh, pasta, rice. And are you eating fake vegetarian foods because they're processed? And a lot, even, um, I even bought just to try it one day, some cashew cheese and it was so salty. I could have licked the window and stuck to it later. So if you're going to be making your own 
uh, cashew cheese. There's a wonderful book by Mimi Kirk. Can I just get it? Hang on. Yeah, please go get it. Uh, while Kate's doing that, I'm going to be looking this up, I guess. I'm going to pull this up so we have a, <clears throat> a link for you guys uh, when I upload the video yeah. and when we do the other. What's the name of the book again? This woman. Oh, you should interview. Or we should get a Mimi Kirk Live Raw. And this lady on this picture, she doesn't airbrush her pictures. She was already nearly 80 years old. And her boyfriend was in his 60s. She got herself a toy boy. Um, she, her family were all getting sick. She began to get sick. She's a very accomplished uh, woman in her career. She's American. And she decided she would change her entire diet. And she would, and she's got live raw around the world as well. And uh, I love her when you, she goes to all these, I'm going to try and get a hold of myself. If you can get a hold of her, Tim. Please do. And let's interview. Look at her. She says, all I do is I use a little bit of peroxide on my hair. She's in her 80s now. No, that yeah. woman is not 80 years old. This woman in this book here, that is her in her late 70s. You got oh, no. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right, for the um, people, for the people who cannot see this, this woman, my goodness. This is now. This is the second book that you were showing. Yep, that's the live raw around the world. And she and, okay. And let me just ask, just to be clear, she's not had any kind of surgeries or any of this Hollywood so, stuff. This is all just she changed her diet. Now, how how long has she been doing that though? She did it as soon as she started to get sick, which was uh, I think she's got it in the beginning of. I just I love I love what she writes. I love the way she talks about her mind, body, and soul and the way she does it. She said, I was born in Hollywood. I'm going to read you this quickly because um, I'm, I'm okay till about quarter past two, so we're good. Okay. Well, we you got about 30 seconds here. We got yeah. about 30 seconds here, so and introduce it. we can it. carry on afterwards. Yes. I was born in Hollywood in 1938. She was born in 1938. The youngest of seven children, my mother outlived four of my siblings and my father by 30 years. I grew up in less than a middle class family and far from the glamorous life. I was married at 17 and was widowed at 29. I'm the mother of two girls and two boys and a grandmother of seven children. Wow. Wow. And, and she goes on. And what happened was she started to get sick. Uh, and she Kate? talks about. Kate, hold on to that. Let's close out the show here. Guys, uh, if you want to hear the rest of what we're talking about, and this is dealing with, with your gut. And if you remember from shows past, your gut affects your brain, which affects everything else. So this is important information. Bradley be with you at 3. We'll have the show uploaded on Rumble, and then we'll see you on Monday. Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Well, not well. I guess... I can say that even though nobody's coming over because we don't have the video going, but we'll have this uploaded. And uh, Kate, let me turn it back over to you. Okay. So look, you've just, I'm going to tell you this. So this is Mimi Kirk and the, this is, I've just taken this from Pure Juices blog. They're Pure Juices were going to come over to the UK and film me. And, and they gave, when Patrick, when they realized Patrick Vickers was buying this juicer for me, they gave it to me for nothing. $4,000. What? And, yeah. When I was with Patrick, because yeah, and then he bought one for the clinic. So uh, yeah, that's got to be a heck of a juicer. 
four thousand bucks. And it's even better than the Norwalk. It's better than the Norwalk. Now I've used the Green Star and I packaged my pure juice away because we're going to be starting to use it on retreats. Now you listen to this about Mimi Kirk. I love this because I, I, you know, I buy the books and I love people that walk the walk and talk the talk. They do them both. But this is, she's just giving me a bolt at the backside because eating things, my joints have started to hurt, eating things I shouldn't. She said, um, she won the veg- the sexiest vegetarian over 50 at the age of 70. Mimi Kirk, uh, she was vegan, but at the time that was too controversial. So she couldn't say it. Now she's 82 years old and she shows us that every age is beautiful. She says, nothing in my body hurts. I wake up and jump out of bed ready for the day. Uh, she's mixed with wisdom, intelligence, beauty inside and out. And, uh, you know, I can tell you, so this is a, a recent picture of her. Do you see? Yes. Wow. That's incredible. 82 years old. Yeah. I so, ne- I've never seen anything like that. I mean, the closest okay. thing I think I've seen was uh, the lady who died here recently, uh, Raquel Welch. But I, But it was clear she had... Uh, all kinds of surgeries and things, but she didn't have them to the extent that some of these people have to where their, their whole face gets distorted and they look like they're plastic or they're, they're not human. I mean, <laughs> some of these people do that yeah. and some exactly. of them do it very early, like in their forties or fifties. She's 84 now Incredible. She's 84, and she's on Instagram, Mimi Kirk underscore young on raw food. And Wow. I mean, she's on here. She's got videos. She's got, I mean, you know what? She's got wrinkles. Of course she has. You, you know, she's. Um, well, sure. But, you know, but she is, uh, you know, she she's, but there's pictures of her here. And she's got pictures of when she was young. And, and pictures of her playing the guitar. Yeah, you know what? And she's, I just think this is great. So. She's walking, you know, walking. So, so you know, we're not supposed to stay stretched and tight. I've got wrinkles. People criticize my wrinkles. They call me old. So what? But anyway, you know, so this is a really good book. And she, she, was, she was in the film industry and she left it um, and she became an entrepreneur. And in 19, uh, she, she start, basically she started to get sick. And that was what she changed her diet. But going back, if you want to make your own nut cheese, this is the woman's recipes to follow. I followed them and her recipes are yummy. She makes raw food look superb. And I thought one day I was looking at her soup because when you cook something, everything's gone out of it. Charlotte Gerson said that all the enzymes are gone. You're getting all your enzymes in your living raw, your raw food, your juices, your salads. And uh, so Mimi Kirk makes a soup and then she just puts it on the stove just to bring it to lukewarm so it's not cold, but it's raw. It's all blended, just raw. So I I love that. Anyway, so going on, you know, if you've got bad breath, it will be because you've got uh, the people outside have cut a tree down and they're chipping the wood. (laughs) So sorry. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Nelly, come. Yes, yeah, so Nelly's not having any of it. Come here. So most people who've got bad breath, if you're ruling out that you have not got um, 
if you you've not got dental problems then you likely have parasites small small gut bacteria um, you might be have slow bowel transition constipation chemicals if you're eating lots of pesticides herbicides fungicides but if you're not doing any of that and you're eating healthy and you've still got really bad halitosis then you need to check your stomach acid because you are not probably digesting your meat and that protein is not being digested properly and it's a really specific smell i can smell it i've smelt it on people from across the room and i've smelt it more frequently than what people would like to believe um i can smell it on people when they're sick it's a very similar smell and i've smelled i've smelled it on on people that i know's breath and some people much stronger than others it's really offensive and it's called it's known uh, by a lot of naturopathic doctors as bowel breath but it it's really really strong and potent and actually you know if you if you put something over their mouth for long enough you know for a few minutes even like a napkin it will almost impregnate the cloth it's that that's how potent it is wow <laughs> so again you need to as long as you've not got any um dental problems you need to be looking at um pancreatic enzymes acidol look at how much meat you're eating are you you might just be eating too much meat as a in a balance with your um fiber are you eating enough vegetables are you eating any salads because what some people will do is they'll just eat some cooked veg and it's they need raw food to be fibrous to help push that protein along and can i can them. i ask something what you said you said if you have dental problems why would that be an issue if you've got um root canals if you've got teeth that have got cavities that uh, have got decay in them you're going to have a lot of bacteria in there and it's going to start to smell it's also could can lead to heart disease lung disease cancer right. So you need to make sure that you're, uh, you can't put hydrogen peroxide in your mouth if you've got amalgam fillings. But for me personally, I use uh, uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide, food grade, five mils, it's a teaspoonful, in my mouth every morning after I've brushed my teeth. And I just hold it all around my mouth, swill it all around and spit. And it oxygenates. It's going to kill any bacteria. That's. I was talking well, to you. A, say that. You say that, and I just. I got to tell you, I use some hydrogen peroxide to rinse my mouth out. I've. I've got those fillings. I've got a couple of, them. and <clears throat> I noticed that when I did it, and then I gargled and spit it out, it it subsided all this coughing for several hours, and yeah. I, and that was what I was thinking. This stuff is getting it out, but man, I I have no idea that it's doing something else there but i know it took care of the cough at least for several hours yeah, when i did it gotta be careful with, with your amalgams but you know i um so so i do that and uh um I, one of the dentists was saying to me you know about flossing and how we mustn't floss this is one dentist said you know people don't tell you about the dangers of it so i thought okay so i i've been doing the hydrogen peroxide anyway so far so good um so you you know are they are they actually eating enough raw um fiber to propel that meat along the gut otherwise you start to get little pockets if the, and it's just this it's a very particular smell supplement support for people with that micro emulsified oregano um nutrients that heal your your intestines for a start betaine pepsin pancreatin which i've already talked about water soluble fiber 
I, I would pancreatic enzymes, protolytic enzymes, and lactobacillus acidophilus and bifidobacterium bifidus. That's your probiotics. But I would certainly um, be eating more raw food, so fruit and vegetable. Not as much fruit, but more green leafy vegetables, but raw salads. You know, romaine lettuce, green peppers, chicory, which is endive, onions, anything with the G, garlic, ginger, all of those things are great for um, killing everything <laughs> that shouldn't be there. Um, so these things you've got to look at. Um, let me just go on. Um, when your sweat has a really strong odor as well, these can be gastrointestinal symptoms and a really strong odor of your sweat. It's not because you've worked out. It's because you need liver and kidney support. And it's also a sign of a magnesium deficiency. And if you're eating loads of sugar, remember one molecule of the sugar takes 56 molecules of magnesium to metabolize. So um, you need to be thinking about that. I'm a big fan of coffee enemas, a big fan. But you should be drinking a little eight ounce glass of water as well every hour for like 10 hours just do that. People don't drink enough or they, they think that they're drinking their tea and coffee and you certainly shouldn't be putting aluminium under your armpits. You, you, you know, you sweat there. You've got sweat glands for a reason. Don't stop yourself sweating. Um, people taking too many vitamins. <laughs> um, it's a clear sign of low functioning acid and it causes discomfort. Um, it's a very common problem. People do it. They, I've seen people do it. They go, oh, well, I'm all right to eat that because I have a multivitamin in, in the morning. So they think it's all right to eat, just drink loads of coffee and have a multivitamin. Mental. Uh, it is just absolute crazy. If you feel, people feel really full after they've eaten as well and, and they might not have eaten very much. And that, you should always get your zinc levels checked. Same thing, pancreatic enzymes. Um if you skip breakfast, is it because you're fasting or is it because you really want to skip breakfast? You feel sick in the morning. Same thing. Pancreatic enzymes. Check your thyroid. Uh, take some probiotics. These are all things to check. Um, people that they feel better if they don't eat. And I know what that is because I remember before I had cancer, um, I used to feel tired when I'd eaten, bloated, gas. And I actually said, I actually feel better when I don't eat at all, which takes me back to um, the fact that when people fast, a lot of their ailments go. And also Professor Eret, who had Bright's disease and he there was no one could cure him. He was told he was going to die. He got very depressed. So he stopped eating and he just st stopped eating at all. He just drank water and he started to feel better. So okay, again, let me to... let me ask you something about that. Maybe we want to do a show on fasting because, <clears throat> you know, when you go to the scripture, you see fasting that comes mm. with godly men. Um, they they said, I, I desire, you know, your word above my necessary food. And you have Daniel fasting. You have the Lord Jesus fasting for 40 days. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I, I fasted, I think, eight to 10 days. And I'm I'm just slap weak. My wife would tell you, she said, you need to eat something uh, because I just, I can't even function. And my thought is, after all the stuff that I've heard from you, I've come to the conclusion that it is a detoxifier. Am I wrong in that? It is. It's a detoxifier, but also probably the reason you felt weak and you didn't feel good. So first of all, you're going to use up all the sugar that's in your muscles and your liver. That's the first thing you're going to use. Then you're going to move on to uh, uh, glyconeurogenesis, where you're going to start breaking down your fat and converting that into sugar. 
And but you've got to remember where are all your stocks toxins stored? If your liver can no longer process them, it stores them in the fat, it packages them and stores them in fat. So if you're fasting, and we're not talking about in times of Christ here, we're talking about all of the garbage. I mean, remember even the cloth that they wore, they the clothing that they wore and what it was made of. Now we're wearing microplastics and all the, even everything, all our wash detergent is toxic. The water it's washed in is toxic it's on our skin. We're breathing it in, we're eating it, we're drinking it. So we're pretty toxic. So when you start fasting, you're liberating all of those toxins. So if you're not detoxing as quickly as these toxins are being released into the bloodstream, you're going to feel unwell. You're weak. just storing you're just storing up toxins to, that continually will keep you sick. Yeah. So one of the things that you can do, I, 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 let's do a show on that next week. Let's do different types of fasting. Sure. I'll come up with three. So, um, you know, if you're fasting, for instance, you could do a juice fast where you just have juice for a week, um, you know, and, you know, have some juice for breakfast, some juice at lunchtime, some juice at dinner time, And in between that, have water or lemon water. Uh, if you really want to have tea, have peppermint tea. So if you do that, I saw a girl years ago um, when my children were young, before I had cancer, and she worked in this restaurant and she was covered in eczema. It was on her face, it was on her arms, it was on her hands. And you know what children are like? My kids used to look at her hands when she bought the pizza. They used to go, what's wrong with her hands, mommy? What's that on her face? You know, what's that on her face? What's that crusty on her face? You know what kids are like when she'd gone. And um, she, uh, I, I began to talk to her one day after I'd had cancer. And I was talking about the Gerson therapy and what I was doing for it. And I'd lost all this weight. and. She then, I, she was a teacher. She was working there, I think, two or three days a week. And then I didn't see her for a while. And then when I went back in there, she'd lost weight. All her eczema has gone completely. And she came straight over to me. She said, I want to thank you. I went away. I started researching juicing. And she did something like a 40-something day juice fast. Amen. And she looked incredible. She said, my eczema went all my other health issues. I felt better. I lost lots of weight. And she says, I, I feel great now. I eat. She says, but I, 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 I eat fruit. I eat veg. I eat lots of raw. Um, I, I'm careful with grains. And I thought, wow, no dairy, no butter, because of course that would set. So you see they're right there. So you don't, you've got to be careful when you fast. If you feel weak and unwell, you don't continue because you might be doing more harm than good. Yeah. So would you, you let me let me ask you about that. So would you say in a situation like I was in, you go six, seven days and you're feeling really weak. Would you say then pick it up for a day or two, eat something, then go back and and try again? Or would you say go for a week? Uh, I would say for you, I would say uh, break it in slowly. So I would say do a juice fast. Do that, a well, that's what I was doing. I was doing the juice. I was doing the juice fast. All I had was the juice that was freshly done out of our juicer, which was, which was not uh, $4,000. <laughs> but uh, no, well, how we would, many were you having? I how think we were, I think we were having like four a day. Yeah, well, it's not enough. So what I would probably okay. do with you is I would probably say one at breakfast, one mid morning, one at lunch. And you don't, you want to have about 10 ounces, uh, one in the afternoon. And then you could have some bone broth or just some soup, um, you know, with just root vegetables in, something like that. You would find that alone by doing that. You're just not having enough. So you've got to break it in slowly. Okay. And then what you then do later is when you've done that, you know, done that um, 
I think I'm trying to think uh, there's a guy who does it, but you could do that for a couple of weeks or you could just have, you know, Dr. Gerson recommended his cancer patients. You know, they do the Gerson, the full Gerson therapy for two weeks later when they, you know, they're better. And if they have any symptoms, they do it for a further two weeks. And, uh, you know, this is where you've got to take it steady and listen to your body. If you're weak and you're not feeling better that when you've had a juice, and you're still weak, then then you've done enough. And so now it would be time, you know, to have some meal. Maybe that's too much for you. So you have to listen because it's, it's you, don't, you don't want to make yourself feel completely unwell. But in, in Christ's time, they weren't toxic like we were. So I think I think you've got to listen to your body. And, you know, that's the whole point. And depending as well on how much body fat you've got as well. Um, okay. so I generally do it for a couple of days where I'll just have juice or I'll have juice and just greens for tea. And if I do that for a few days, I can drop seven pounds, which is just water. And I feel better. But when, you know, I during that first year of lockdown, I was like, well, this is it. This is everything I've read about. <laughs> and I had loads of things I shouldn't. And wow, my joints in my hands began to hurt. My knees began mm. to hurt. You know, they don't now because I'm, I really watch what I do. Um, so, yeah, you've got to be mindful. Anyway, let me just finish this and then I'll bid you adieu because my... Uh, I'm walking today with Katrina. I've not seen her for a lot of the week because we were, because my sister's been here. Feeling sleepy after meals, you need to, you know, often it's a blood sugar problem and you might have, um, what will happen is you might have a hyperinsulinism where you've got a problem with your sugar. So it's a sugar dysregulation and adequate digestion. So it leaves a heavy amount of food in the digestive tract. So I would say there, um, to lower your carbohydrate, you know, think about not having potatoes, not having pasta, not having bread, not having rice and stick to green leafy vegetables and lots of them and a protein. And you'll find that that will stabilize and not eating between meals. And you, there's things you can take, but it, it can sometimes be, again, not enough stomach acid. But also if your adrenals, if your adrenals are, are over-functioning, but your thyroid is depressed, these are all things to check. Um, too much sugar again, snacking between meals, again, check for H. pylori. So all of these things, if you see, you know, your fingernails chipping and breaking, although I've got some toxic ones on at the moment. Anemia, if you've got anemia and you're not responding to, if the doctor's giving you some of that nasty, um, what is it, ferrous sulfate? I don't know why they give that. You can, you can take, uh, there's a liquid, it's like a, a, a white, sorry, a clear, a liquid drink the sign, but you can eat blackstrap molasses, um, dried apricots, uh, um, almonds. They're all full of iron. And you just look at all the foods that are full of iron. There's loads of foods that are full of iron, but you need to make sure you've got the right stomach acid. So again, it's the same thing. If you're, if you've got all of these things, it's no good to the doctor just giving you the pills. Your doctor should be saying, well, let's do a full thyroid function on you. And they often don't. This is why, um, you know, I've been really hardcore teaching myself as well what i don't understand in a book i just google it it's the devil's tool um again stomach pains and cramps it's all the same thing or if you've got the opposite constipation or diarrhea um you need to be thinking about stomach acid so you've got to be thinking about your thyroid function pancreatic enzymes um have you had antibiotics recently and if you you know parasite cleanse as well um most people don't even do a parasite cleanse and that's why we have chlorine dioxide don't we tim uh, that's right 
Yep. Because I was told, I was actually told in the chat that the reason I was having the cough and I was sick and, or I was ill was because I'd taken chlorine. I said, I haven't had it really in a month. Uh, I haven't really went in there and, and made the stuff back up because I need to make a whole nother batch and give some away and stuff like that. But I haven't taken it. And I, <clears throat> there was a part of me that thinks, well, maybe I'm continue. I continued to have that cough and stuff because they're there. And by the way, I did what you said. I did the slice the honey up or slice the yeah. honey up. I sliced the onion up, uh, did layers of that with honey and the water. And I got to tell you, it was an interesting flavor mix. It, it really <laughs> was. It made me want to eat them onions. You said not to eat the onions. I put them in the compost. But well, not those ones. Yeah. yeah. Eat some but, but I'll tell you what, that would probably be a delicious sandwich to throw on. If you did it like immediately, I, and, and I know that sounds weird, honey and onion sandwich or whatever, but you know, what was Elvis doing? He was doing banana and peanut butter. So well, you I know. saw a young guy, I made him some, uh, a young lad, the one who said in my house, well, cause you're already ill. I made my lovely bread with all the, um, it was spelt and I put the dried berries in it and I put all the nuts in it. He had cheese on top of jam, homemade jam and cheese, organic cheese roasted onto the grill. I thought, interesting combo but anyway yeah so um all of these all of these things so when people say it you know i i, I have the chlorine dioxide I, I follow jim humble's book and i make the you know the i took the lid off my my virgin mixture and then gas is coming out of it and so i made that first and then you put you know when you put the little shot glass inside the kilner jar and you let the gas go into the water and you tip that out and you put some more in and then you end up with a virgin uh, solution, which is, uh, you know, it's amber. And then you add 10 mils of that every day to the litre bottle. And I've been putting DMSO in mine, three drops. Mm. I'm not telling anyone else to do it. I'll just tell you that's what I do. Interesting. It's so far, so good. Yeah, it's it's all in Jim Humble's book. A lot of this stuff on how to do it and different things. And Mark Grennan talks about it. So um, we're not telling any of you to do it. You know, knock yourself out, go to your doctor, the quack, you know, the one that went through the indoctrination school, who's yep. got a honorary title. This is information for people to dig out for themselves and use as they're confident in doing it. Nobody's telling you to do it. It's just, it's information. Yeah, if you, if you want to do what they tell you and your symptoms aren't going and you've got everything else going on, knock yourself out. Uh, if you're going to the doctor and your aches and pains are getting worse and you've got more symptoms, What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yep. And, you know, when I hear people saying, oh, my doctor's got me on this. I, I met a man. He was really sweet. He was in his 80s, driving his camper van. His wife had died a couple of years earlier of dementia. I said, did she have the flu shot? He went, oh, yes, every year. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's why. And uh, he said to me he'd worked all his life and gone out in his camper van he was so lovely and he said I've been really ill for the last 15 months the doctors don't know what's wrong with me this was last week I think if I've not mentioned it on the show he said the doctors don't know what's wrong with me they've got me on 26 tablets 26 tablets I said were you on that before no and I said and you've been sick for how long 15 months he said I can't walk my dog anymore I sit here and my dog runs around on the screen I said, you know, 15 months ago, did you have that COVID shot? He said, I did. I did. I said, how many have you had? He said, I just had my fifth one yesterday. My goodness. I said, did you have your pneumonia shot, your shingle shot and your flu shot as well? 
uh, like October. He went, oh, yes, I did. I said, and you're on 26 meds and you weren't on. I said, there's your answer. There's your answer right there. Yep. They keep having you and giving you more drugs and you weren't ill. And now you're really ill for the last 15 months. Shouldn't that tell you something? It should. And I could see the penny drop. Yeah. And there, because you know what it is? They want to trust their doctor. I ain't trusting any of that lot. I'll tell you. I'm really not. That's right. And it looks to me like the amount of emails I get now, the mob aren't trusting any of that lot either. They come to me and if I think we need to see a doctor, I pass them on and I tell them what to say to their doctor. But I'll tell you the amount of people coming to me and the things they're telling me, my hair stands on end. My hair stands on end. I think, who are these people training with? What they tell them, what they tell them to do, what they give them. It's off the chart. So anyway, I'm going to go, go for my walk. It's always a pleasure being on here. I am now going to send this lady a message. You need to get this woman on. She's on Instagram. Too. Yeah, I've got I've got that up. I'll have the link in the uh, in the archive. Story. And <clears throat> yeah, Story. well, I'll see. I'll see if we can get her on. Maybe have a conversation with her before before we do that. You know, there was something I said the other day. <clears throat> I was sharing with somebody uh, different things about. Now they're talking about this Marburg virus. You know, and and I've got contributors who want to talk about all this stuff, and I I've learned my lesson on it. I'm just like, I'm not believing it. I mean, there may be this. They may have some kind of thing that they put on people. That's fine. But here's what I believe. Psalm 91. I go to this all the time. Here's what I believe. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. You know, what is a place of refuge? Where somebody can't get you and do something to you that... <clears throat> would end your life. I mean, when you go back to the city of refuge, if you were a guy, you accidentally killed, you know, your friend, you're chopping wood and the axe flew off, the axe head flew off. You ran <laughs> because as soon as somebody saw that body, they're going to come looking for you, whether you're guilty or not. And my Absolutely. fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the what? The noisome pestilence. He'll cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, for, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor in the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And then he says what we're seeing right now. I mean, I'm not saying he's, he's speaking to this specifically. I'm saying here's an application. A thousand shall shall at, uh, at thy side, or millions even, 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is, and that's Yahweh. Let's, let's distinguish who we're talking. We're not talking about other gods. We're talking about the true and living God, the creator of all things, Yahweh, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation boy it if you want to start if you want to start somewhere right there's a place if you're not hiding yourself in the shadow of the almighty well you can expect all kinds of bad things to happen to you mm -hmm. you you really can and yep. um and and some people would say well if you become a christian then you're going to get persecuted yeah but those things aren't aren't bad jesus says to rejoice leap for joy when people persecute you because you know your name is written in heaven. It, this is not an issue 
it, he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I, don't, I, I think we're going to get on preaching here, but that's the point. People are not hiding themselves in the shadow of the Most High. They're not willing to even learn to hide themselves in the shadow of the Most High. And so what are they suffering now? Well, they're suffering all of the curses that God says, and we point this out quite often, in Deuteronomy 28, he did this for a disobedient people in the Old Covenant. And guess what? God doesn't change how he does things. You can see it in the nations around us. Kate, thank you for joining us today. And well, you're very welcome. My, my friend's just saying, are you leaving yet? Yep. We're going to let <laughs> you get out of there. You know, every, you've, got, you've got a load of, they're all saying, they're not on Rumble. They're not on Rumble. Yeah, I tell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that up. So this will be up um, sometime later on today. And I'm going to cut it and zip it up there as soon as we, uh, as soon as we get off of here. So uh, I will bid you adieu and let you do what you got to do there with your friends and uh, tell I'll your sister hello for us. I'll bring some fasting stuff. We'll, we'll talk fasting diets. Okay, that because, sounds great. Yeah, because uh, people want to do it, but you've got to be really careful. Okay, yep. bye for now. All right, take bye. care. All right, there goes Kate. And uh, we appreciate you as always, Kate, for being on with us. And uh, guys, catch Bradley at three and uh, have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. You know, I've said it before. It's not about a building that you gather in. Invite people in your house. As Christians, we're to be hospitable. Our houses should be open uh, to people to come in, to, to, to have conversations with, to fellowship with, to uh, provide sustenance for them, um, to, to be hospitable. That is what we're, we're called to be those kinds of people uh, in the world. And at the, at the center of that is Christ the King. And, and we present his gospel and his kingdom and his law and call men to submit themselves to that king. And uh, so take time to do that over the weekend. And then, Lord willing, I'm going to see you bright and early Monday at 6 a.m. And unless something changes, we're going to be talking about what does the Bible say about last days? What does it say about the time of the end? People are running amok just like they've been doing for millennia literally they've been oh we're in the last days we're in the last days we're in the last days let's take a look at what god actually says the last days are in the context and if you want that unless rumble messes something up you can catch that at sons of liberty radio uh, live on rumble or you can catch us on sons of liberty media.com bright and early 6 a.m talk to you then see ya